We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Good morning, and it is uh, Pack-A-Day. I'm Jake Turner alongside uh, my co-host, my partner in crime, and he will be doing his comeback with BobMcGinnFootball.com. He is Mark Eckel, and Mark, mercifully, thank you. This did not go into overtime. The Packers and the Raiders game has finally come to an end. Oh, my goodness. We got a lot to get through here in about 20 minutes or less. I can't believe it if we're going to be able to find 20 minutes of it, but we're going to do our best here. So you're going to be sitting there having your morning coffee and listening to Pack-A-Day, of course, here. And so the Raiders win this one 13-6. Probably saw the worst performance out of an offensive line I've seen, not since probably the Lindy and Fonte years, but we'll get into that as well here. But... Mark, let's start off with this. Packers lose 13-6. to The wins, the loss is not the big problem. It is the depth at offensive line. Do you agree? Well, yeah, but, I mean, let's let, let's put things in per- perspective here, Jake. You, okay. You, you're not going to play those five guys together right. ever again. I mean, yeah. if, if you do, that means all five of your starters are hurt and the season's over, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, it's hard to judge an offensive line when, when it's like that. I mean, Kyle Murphy was awful tonight. Yes. Um, Panky was awful tonight. But but they're they're playing you know with five backups against the Raiders starters. By the way, so I mean, that that wasn't even a fair test. Right. Um, 
you know, it, it's just it was it was hard to watch because the line was was so overmatched. And then mm-hmm. the second half was was even worse, which I thought it might get better. Cause I figured the Raiders would would put backups in and they would hold their own. And they were even they they were worse. The second half, Kaiser didn't didn't have a prayer. Um, he yeah. didn't play well that on on top of that. But um, you know, again, I'm the best the worst news of the night. Forget the offensive line. Forget anything. It was that, right. and it might not be that bad of news. Is mm-hmm. uh, Burks getting hurt? How do you get hurt in pregame warmups? But um, he hurt his shoulder in pregame warmups and and didn't play. Um, it doesn't look like it's too serious. So probably be okay for the Bears game. But as a rookie playing inside linebacker, he needs as many reps as he can get. And I think you know you kind of wanted him out there tonight playing at that first half with with most of the defensive starters. So to me, that was the worst news of the night. I don't care about the score. I don't care. <laughs> um, I really know who cares. It's preseason. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, and, and the Packers played it that way. I mean, they, you know, they, they went for it on fourth down early when they went, when they, it, it was a real game. You'd been kicking field goals. Um, the Packers also had two touchdowns called, called back. I mean, it, the penalties were up. I mean, it was a slot. It was as good as it, last week's preseason sloppy. game was. And I, and, and I thought the, the, the Steeler game was about as good as a preseason game as, and as entertaining as a preseason game can possibly be. I mean, this was what preseason games look like. I mean, this was a bad, bad preseason game. It was how many how many penalties and yards of penalties did the Packers have? I got uh, there was at least nine penalties oh a piece for each team. Actually, and there was, uh, it was, about, it, yeah, it was, it was awful. Game. And two penalties brought back Packer touchdowns. Uh, yes, an offensive one and a, and a defensive one. I mean, it was you know. Um, but with all that aside, there were some good things. I think, um, and if you want to talk about good things here, and first off, I just want to say this to our audience here on Pack a Day. Here, I'm kind of a sarcastic guy, so I wanted to talk about the. The offensive line being one of the worst because I know that Packer well, Nation is going to wake up in the morning. Well, I know this is exactly how they're going to. And, and I, I said we said this last week. I mean, I, yeah. I think come cut down day or even prior to that, if you yeah. want to make a trade, the Packers need a veteran backup tackle. They do. Yeah. I, I mean, they really do. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sold on Mur- Murphy. I really let me down tonight. I thought he might be okay. He was. He wasn't good tonight. Spriggs actually wasn't awful. He had one penalty, but other than that, he, I thought he held his own. Uh, but they really do need a veteran um, tackle just in case something were to happen to Brian Balaga or, or David Bakhtiari. Um, inside, I think they're okay. I, I think either Bell or Murphy could be an okay backup guard. Um, Patrick could probably be okay as well, playing with the other four good players. Um, but they do need one. They also, they might need a backup inside linebacker too. Yeah, let's jump into the linebackers, of course, here, uh, Mark. First off, let's talk about the Packers' in- inactives here. So Aaron Rodgers not playing. Jimmy Grant did play. Jake Kumro did not play because he has an injured shoulder. Devontae right. Adams, Randall Cobb, Kevin King, Jamal Williams, Devon House, Devontae Mays had a hamstring injury. Trevor Davis, hamstring injury. Now, the news that came out from Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, he said that Owen Burks uh, looked like that he hurt his arm, but there was no sling. So that is the good news there. That's the good news. The bad news, like I said at the beginning, was that he did get hurt pregame and didn't play. And like I said, if this was a veteran, I'd say, oh, no big deal. I mean, I certainly don't 
don't play him with any kind of an injury in a preseason game. But if, if, if the preseason is for anyone, it's for the young kids. It's for the rookies who are going to be counted on. And Mertz is going to be is counting on to be a starter. Uh, and he probably will. He probably still will be. But, you know, he, he needs to be out there. He needs to, to be out there with the other with the other starters. He needs to make some plays, you know, just be in the system. Um, so that, that, that was, to me, that was the worst thing of the, of the night. Um, now the, some, some, some of the good things of the night, Jamon Moore, I'm going to start with Jamon Moore, who, you know, we talked about it last week. He was struggling, dropping passes, but he worked that. And and I said, it's going to be up to him and the Packers coaches to put in the extra time, which he, apparently he did all week. He spent, he was the first guy out on the field, the last guy to leave the field. Working with the, on the jugs machine, working on 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 catching the ball, and he made a couple of nice catches tonight. Yeah, he he looked really good. Uh, four receptions, sixty-two yards. Had a beautiful one that went for twenty-seven yards as well. Um, also, Geronimo Allison looked good. Two receptions, yep. forty yards. He'll definitely make himself known for that third wide receiver spot. Uh, Lance Kendricks uh, didn't really look that good. I thought now he uh, dropped a touchdown pass. Um, yeah, he dropped a big early one. In the game. Yeah, dropped the big one there. Uh, but, you know, the one that really shocked me the most is how far Marquez, uh, Valdez-Scantling, and D'Angelo Yancey have dropped already. And then, of course, uh, St. Brown as well. Equal, anonymous St. Brown. Boy, they're just dropping like stones right now, Mark. Well, I mean, Scantling didn't get the ball thrown to him. I don't, I mean, uh, it's hard to do anything. When I, did, he, did he have a pass thrown his way? I don't, I don't remember seeing him have a pass thrown his way. He had a couple um, of passes thrown his way, but they were incomplete and they were very yeah, badly he, thrown. It, and that it was like, a it, but what I'm saying is he didn't drop any. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think he. It, it, it'll be a different. Scantling Valdez will be fine. I'm I'm not worried about Valdez Scantling. Uh, I mixed it. We can mix that up a little bit. But um, when Aaron Rodgers is, is is a quarterback, I think receivers will tend to look a little better. Um, so I'm not worried about him. I, 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 and like I said, Moore I think is is right back in that number four or five spot. St. Brown has been invisible the whole preseason. I don't. I'm. Yeah. I don't think he makes the team. I really don't. I. I don't think that. I mean, there's a reason he dropped into in, into the sixth round. It wasn't a bad gamble to take in the sixth round on him. Um, you know, they they could probably get him to the practice squad, and that's probably where he belongs. Um, Trevor Davis. You know, hasn't played a snap. No. But by not playing, he might be increasing his chances to make the team because <laughs> the return game has not been very good. No, that that really makes Ron Zook, the special teams coach, Rick, look really bad because that since Ron Zook came, that special teams has not been up to par the last couple of years. And well, Trevor Davis had a heck of a year last year as a kick returner and punt returner. He was Trevor Davis? He was, he, he was third, okay. I think he was third in the league in punt returns and eighth in kickoff returns, maybe? He was okay. I mean, it wasn't really he made anything some dumb to write mistakes. home about. He, he does some dumb things back there, but, he, I mean, uh, he's not a bad return guy. He isn't a, I mean, uh, he's better than what they have, and I think he might make the team – because of that, if he can get healthy. All right, let's jump to the defense. Uh, so now we know that Burks, you know, was out with an injured arm. So uh, Thomas was in tonight, but Reggie Gilbert 
Mark, Reggie Gilbert just continues to look dominant, and I, I think he could really make the starting spot here for the outside linebacker. Well, I don't know about that because he's not very good against a run, and he was exposed okay. a few times t- t- tonight. I think Reggie Gilbert is your classic third-down pass rusher, and he'll be very good at that. Um, I mean, I, Perry and Matthews are going to start outside. I don't think there's any I, – that. I don't think Reggie Gilbert's going to unseat either one of them. However, I, I do like the idea of having Reggie Gilbert out there on passing downs and moving Clay Matthews inside, and now you have – and, I, and like we like we have said be, before on our during this during these podcasts, in this defense, the inside linebackers can can come often too. And Mike Pettin's um, when when he was with the Jets, his inside linebackers would would get almost as many sacks as his outside linebackers. So if you have Clay Matthews inside with with Perry and Gilbert outside, look out, look out, they're all coming. Yeah, and that's and that is exactly what I saw. I mean, even though that the Packers only had one sack tonight against the Raiders, there was a lot of good moments where there was some quarterback hurries. They had to get the ball out, and it never looked like, aside from Derek Carr, Connor Cook didn't get in uh, groove. EJ Manuel looked awful as well. I mean, there was a lot of struggles, and I, I really give a lot of credit to Mike Pettin and that depth of that Green Bay defense which I have not been able to say for quite some time when it comes to depth on the defensive side, but you got to feel really confident right now if you're a Packers fan. Yeah, the Packers defense, and we, we've been saying this, I, I mean, I, I think the defensive line is, is obviously very, very good. Kenny Clark, again, played very well tonight. Unbelievable. Um, Mo, Mo Wilkinson's going to be just fine. Mike Daniels didn't even play, but, and you, you know what you're going to get from, from Mike Daniels. Um, and then you have the backup, Kyle Lowry's not a bad guy to, to, to rotate in, Montavious Adams. Um, so I, up, up front, they may be as good as they've, they've been in a long, long time. Um, linebacker, like I said, the outside, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with, with you know, Matthews, Perry, Gilbert. Kyle Fackrell actually had some pressure. Yeah, that's good. I mean, again, if he's not going to play a lot, but if, if he can give you 15 plays a game or so and, and get some pressure as a fourth linebacker and play some special, I mean, I think they they hoped for more when they took him in the third round, but, you know, it looked like he might not even be able to do that um, going into this season. But So I think outside linebacker, they got a little depth. Inside linebacker, the, the depth scares me a little bit because, you know, with Jake Ryan out for the year, unless, unless Clay is going to move inside sometimes, then and that helps a little bit, but the secondary is where I'm. I'm real thrilled right now. I mean, uh, Jacks Josh Jackson with another pick six. I mean, it, it was it was called back, but not the penalty had nothing to do with his play. The penalty came up on on against Herb Waters on, on the other side of the field. Another great play by by Jackson, who made some other good plays during the game. Um, a pick by uh, Alexander, who also made some good plays during the game. The secondary is much improved, and and I think that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna allow them to blitz more. And uh, with Alexander and 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 Jackson and King and Tremont Williams, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good defensive backfield now, as opposed to what we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, Jair Alexander, uh, he had a terrific interception in the second quarter. Uh, really, definitely showed it. Yeah, you got to feel good right now for this Packers secondary. You know, Josh Jackson had a couple of good moments as well here. You know, the one thing that really 
got to me though the most was is how fast I guess you could say that the secondary looked tonight how fast they were to the ball how quick they were on the man-to-man coverage I mean what do you see that you haven't seen in the past Packer defenses that you've seen now with Mike Pettin and the secondary well the secondary like we like we just said I mean it's just better players I mean they have five good corners I mean the three young guys that we just mentioned and Tremont Williams you know savvy veteran at one time was a very very good Packer cornerback and he's getting a little older now but he, he played pretty well last last year with the Cardinals um I don't know what how much they're going to ask out of him I think you know he's going to be he'll be starting at the beginning of the year but I think eventually the the kids will take over he mentioned tonight they interviewed him I was watching the um the, the Packer broadcast with um James Lofton and, and Kevin Harlan, they inter- and the, the, they interviewed Tremont during the game, and he mentioned he may he may even play a little safety this this year, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. I can, and I you know what I thought about this earlier in the day when I I saw a quote this week from Packers defensive back coach uh, Joe Witt, who mentioned those five guys that that, that I just mentioned the, the five corners and. Just saying, you know, he likes them all. Whatever, I, you know, it's not important what the quote was, but he, but he, but he mentioned those five guys. I'm curious when when the Packers go nickel and dime, if they might not have all their quarters out there instead of safeties. That's an interesting. If you can just put those, I mean, you want your best player players on the field, right? I mean, if they're your five best cover guys, why not? If Tremont Williams can can play in, I mean, I think they can get away with it. Or maybe, you know, maybe when they go dime, you have those five and, and, and Clinton Dix. You're listening to the Pack-A-Day podcast here on iTunes. You can also find it on uh, Stitcher and Google Play here. I'm Jake Turner alongside Mark Eckel. We'll be making his comeback with BobMcGinnFootball.com. Uh, joining us, uh, Packers lose 13-6. to They go to 2-1 and one on the preseason. They will finish next week at Kansas City. Give me one player on offense and defense whose stock rised tonight. Uh, offense, obviously, I'm going to go with Jamon Moore. Um, his, his stock had, it was it was a penny stock as a like a week ago. Now it's back. It's not quite blue. It's, it's, it's it not a in that blue, blue chip range anymore. But it's it's back. You know, it's back on the board. Um, and and he's going to be a good player. There's no. I mean, when you have his size and his speed, you know, you you can't give up on that. And 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 I give the kid a lot of credit. Because he worked, from what I read, he worked all week. Like I said, he, from you know, staying late after practice, you know, he was saying all the right things. He he put it on himself, and he came out tonight and played a pretty good game. So I, Jamon Moore, uh, without a doubt, defense. I might surprise you here a little bit. I mean, it's, it's easy to say Gilbert, but his stock was, okay. was a blue chip stock all, okay. all all preseason. I'm going to go with the with the late round draft pick Donerson. Kendall Donners. I thought he I made some plays kid. in the third and fourth quarter. He was always around the ball, um, very active. I think he's going to. I think he's going to steal one of those last spots at at, at at linebacker. I really do hope so because I I really just like the way that he plays. He came from a small school, Southwest Missouri State. And he's done a really good job. You know, he's been dealing with the likes of, you know, if Owen Burks having a, a great camp also. And then you got Ahmad Thomas battling for the position as well. So, you know, Kendall Donerson, though, he's really stepped up his game and just gets better every week, I'd have to just say. Uh, yeah, he made he, he impressed me tonight. He, I mean, I was, you know, 
it was a it was a hard game to watch, like you said. But um, no, I think I mean again, I'm not saying he's going to be a, any kind of a standout this year, but I think he might make the team. Might not even dress for games. Who, who knows? But um, he made some plays, and and I think he's going to make the team. He, he was a draft pick, and you know how GMs are with your draft picks. They 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 like to keep those guys, and tonight he showed that he's worth keeping. All right, give me uh, one player on offense and defense whose stock has fallen. Oh. Offense tonight, I got to go with with a guy that I, I really like, but Kyle Murphy. He was not good tonight on any, and he was back on the right side, which is where he's normally been been pretty good, and yeah. just didn't have it tonight. He was getting beat around the corner constantly. Um, but he, he's my offensive stock falling. Uh, defense, man, everybody, most guys played pretty well. Um, I have to pick one guy out. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Lindsey Pipkins. Uh, got called for pass interference in the end zone that allowed that that for the Raiders only touchdown. Right, you know that it, it allowed the Raiders to, to score their, their only touchdown. I I should say uh, got beat on another play. Um, you know that I don't know. If the, I, I assume the Packers will keep six corners. I mean, maybe they they get away with only keeping five if they if they have the five that they really like. But that six spot if if they keep one is is open and. I don't think Pipkins helped himself in, in winning that, that job tonight. I think you can also make an argument for Herb Waters. I think he had a bad night as well. Uh, especially oh, yeah, he's, he, he's terrible. Yeah, he looks, he looks horrible. <laughs> I don't think he has a, well, does, does he have was, – was he in the mix even? Uh, he was in the run – like in the run tonight uh, when they was trying to stop the run off the outside. He could not get off his block for the life of him, yeah. and he just kept tripping over his two left feet. He looked like a bad yeah. ballet dancer. It was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he was. I, I wasn't even considering him in the mix for for his spot. But right, um, he just yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's he, the he, thing, he'll, Mark. He'll is that, that's the thing, though, Mark, is that it is guys like Herb Waters that have still made this team the last couple of years because right, of Pitt exactly. Thompson. Now you got this new regime in, and it could be taking out guys like Herb Waters and Quentin Rollins and all this stuff, and send them packing. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not. I mean. There's going to be a lot of. I mean, there's 90 guys on the roster now, and 37 of them aren't going to be on the on the roster. I mean, 10 of them might make it to the practice squad, but yeah, I mean, the ro- this roster when it's what I guess what September 1st is is when the roster gets yes, gets it picked. is. The, yeah, that's and the then, cut day. And then they might do some tweaks, like we said after that, if they make a trade or or pick up a guy. But it'll be a much better. The bottom part of this, the the bottom say third of the roster okay. or maybe even bottom quarter of the roster will be much better than I think what the Packers had the last year or two. I mean the starters basically aren't the starters have been good the past couple of years and I think they'll be they'll be pretty good again, but the bottom of this roster is gonna be I mean, if Devon House is your is your fifth corner, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. He was your number one corner last year, wasn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Imagine that. Think about that for a second. Devon House went uh, opening day last year. Devon House was the Packers' number one corner. He might, he's going to be number. He could be number five this year. That tells you right there how much better the, the, the defensive backfield is. Yeah, you could definitely say that it, overall. That this roster looks a, far more improved than we've especially had, on, than on, we've on seen defense, the last couple of years. Aside from the offensive line. That's the only one, in my opinion, that's the that problem, yeah. I, I can only find that's the flaw right there. And maybe the inside linebacker position. 
But that's because I mean, of injury. Though. I mean, if Jake Ryan's healthy, I'm not really that worried about him. Final question. You have a good Final backup. question. Go Even with Owen Burks being hurt, does this end the Khalil Mack rumor mill for the Packers? Uh, no. Until Mack signs with the Raiders, I mean, they're, they're, that rumor's going to be out there because what are the Raiders? I mean, if the, if the Raiders are going to, if the Raiders really are going to move them, you got to think about it, don't you? In a way, yes, but then you got to give up two first round picks. No, I'm not gonna, no, 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 no. No, what are you saying, Mark? Wait picks. a minute. Well, how do, okay, if the Packers decided, okay, let's just play devil's advocate here for a minute. If the Packers truly decided to go get Khalil Mack, what would the Packers give up to send to Oakland? Well, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, if it takes two number ones, I got to think about that for a long time, but I offer them a one. Another pick, maybe a one and a two, and a, maybe a player. Would that player be Randall Cobb? No, why would it? Well, only only the Raiders would be dumb enough to want Randall Cobb as part of that deal. He's in the <laughs> last year of his contract. He's, he's older, but the Raiders think Gary Nelson can, can can still play, and they think the lot of other bums that they they, they signed this this offseason can still play. They think EJ Manuel's an okay quarterback. I mean. The Raiders, I mean, John Gruden, and I love John. I've known John forever. Yep. Well, he, he, I think he still thinks it's when he I, – I don't think he realizes that, that how many years have passed since he last coached. Because those guys were good when he was coaching before, the guys that he signed this offseason. I mean, it, the Raiders are not good. That's They're, they're not going to win many games this, this season. It's going to be an interesting season for the Raiders, I'd have to say. But you know what? It actually – I actually if, if feel – 6 and 10 is interesting. I'd have to say, kind of. I told you before the night started, I'd say seven and nine Raiders, but maybe I'm being a little okay. kind. Maybe I'm just being a little kind. But six and yeah, six and ten, six and seven and nine. Call it what you want. They're not going to be good. But I think and, we can and, see. And it's because they're. they're I mean, I, 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 we don't want to turn this into a no, Raiders right. story, but but they're. I mean, why why are they having a problem signing the best defensive player in the game? You never know with Mark Davis. You really exactly. You I never mean, know. You really never know here. But I mean, I could say. I think we could safely say, though, Mark. You know, since we started this Pack a Day podcast with Andy Herman of GSEDTV.com dot com and several other great uh, hosts and writers as well, that the Packers they might be going from you know, okay, now this has become an interesting year to a year where this team should make the playoffs. Oh God, yeah! They better yeah. make the playoffs. Like there should be confidence across the city of Green Bay right now, after some of the performances we've seen on defense, which has been the biggest Achilles' heel. And you know, as as Packer Nation right now sipping their coffee, listening to you and me here on Pack a Day, we can safely say that the Packers are going to be a really good team this year. Oh, I agree. I mean, again, like like I tell anyone who asks, mm-hmm. they were four and one last year when number twelve gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Four and one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say they they would have been, you know, twelve and four. I don't know what they would have been, but if twelve doesn't go down, they make the playoffs again. And in the playoffs, you don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. I mean, would they have beaten the Eagles? I don't know. I mean, the Eagles defense gave up a lot of points in that Super Bowl. Uh, I tell you this, they would have given a better game than the Vikings did yeah. with a healthy twelve. I mean. It all starts there. I mean, with every team. It starts with the quarterback. And, you know, when you lose your quarterback, it's hard to do anything, as, as we saw last year. 
It's amazing they won as many games as they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt like a lost season here. And also, it, you could definitely tell that there's some difference in this Packers because I, in all my years of being a Packers fan, I, I've never seen Mike McCarthy just say, you know what? Dress rehearsal, we had ours last week. Now we're just, Rogers, just take the rest of the couple weeks off and then we'll get ready for the Bears come September 9th. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm a little, I mean... Again, I'm, I'm, I've been around a long time. I remember the way things used to be, and, and I know the game's so much different now. And, and it's not just the Packers. I mean, most a lot of teams are, are following Mike McCarthy's lead here by not playing, um, you know, starters much at all in, in, in preseason. And that leads that does lead sometimes to a sloppy first couple weeks. Yeah, we had that last year, but at the same time, we also had a massive amount of injuries to some of the biggest oh, stars yeah. in the NFL. It was a, it was a freak that. accident. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. To, I Listen, I'm not disagreeing with what they're doing at all. I right. wouldn't play Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't want anybody getting hurt in preseason. And, and knock on wood, the Packers have had other than – and Burks got hurt in pregame. What did he do? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't know, Mark. But The only other person in, in all my years – 30, what, I covered Eagles for 32 years. The only player, I remember Hollis Thomas. Remember that that name, big defensive tackle? I remember Hollis Thomas, day. yes. He got hurt once. He, he hurt himself in pregame and missed a year or something. It was coming crazy. I'm like, I remember asking him, Hollis, what did like, he just, I don't want to talk about it. He, I, I'll never forget that conversation <laughs> with him. Like, he like tripped coming out of the lot. I don't know what he did, but he hurt himself and it was, he was done for that, for that season. And, this was during the regular season, but still, um, fortunately, it doesn't look like it's it's too, like you said there was there was no sling on the arm, so that's 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 good news. But um, yeah, I mean, I was just pointing out that when you don't play at all in the preseason, and Aaron Rodgers what played one series in preseason this year, yeah, you might get off to a slow. It, you know, don't be up Packer fans. Don't be like panicking if. If the season gets off to a slow start because of the now again I don't know what they do in practice every day we're, you know we're not at practice so um, maybe they're getting a lot done there I mean only and the coaching staff knows what they're getting done they they are there um, they're running practice so I, some people I mean I've had coaches tell me through the years we get I we care more about what goes on in practice than we do what, what goes on in preseason games so take that for and and the Packers are one of the few teams that do go ones against ones keep that in mind so that that's a good thing you know their, their number one offense goes against their number one defense um most of the teams I've been around they do they have the one their one off the number one offense go against the number two defense and vice versa so going ones against ones you you do get you probably do get more out of that than you would a preseason game some, sometimes well, as usual, Mark, you know we're hitting uh, <laughs> we're hitting it right now. Early Saturday morning here. Oh yeah, it is. Let me ask you one one thing. Go for what's it. What's going to be What's going to be for you? Because I don't I, I don't know if we if we do this again be, before final cuts. What's going to be for you the toughest position to cut down? And what players are are we talking about? Ooh, boy. That's it. It's tough. Either it's a tie between the wide receiver or the tight end because 
we got a lot of different receivers out there. They've all looked, they've all shown some sparks here and there, but you know, some of them are going to have to go. You know, even though Jake Kumaro had a great, great preseason, but now he has an injured shoulder. And I saw the same thing with Chaston West a couple of years ago. And then the tight end, you know, Lance Kendricks is there. Jimmy Graham. We know Jimmy Graham's going to make it. Mercedes Lewis is going to make it. But is Bird going to make it? Is Lance Kendricks going to get traded? Is he going to be thrown on the waiver wire? I mean, yeah, that's the only ones I'm actually looking at the most that I feel like might see some. Like like you talked about it, Mark. I think Lindsey Pip, Lindsey Pipkins took a big step back tonight. Yeah, he did. And Herb Waters. I, I, I thought he had a chance. I think that really why, showed. That's why I mentioned him when you asked. Um, tight end, I would, I would, I would love to see the Packers trade Lance. They can get something for him. Um, because that's first. I mean, at best, he's going to be your third tight end, right? Mm-hmm. And he's making like two point seven million. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. That's a lot of money for a, a third tight end. Now, if he can go somewhere else and be a one or a two, then that's that's worth it. Right, and it definitely helps the Packers uh, going forward here. Yeah, if, if they can get a six-round pick, even for him, okay. Or better yet, get a backup. Can they? Is there a team that needs a tight end but has a little bit of depth on the offensive line? Maybe you can make that kind of move. Trade him for a backup lineman. Per usual, Mark, we'll as see. usual. We'll see. <laughs> we can I, go on. You know what? Me and Mark, we could talk for an too. hour if we wanted to here. I think, yeah, Mark, I think we wanted to talk to Andy about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, I, let, let's leave it at, let's leave it on, on this point. I think okay. with the new front office, the new regime in the front office, yeah. I think they'll be more active and, and, and there'll be more activity on September 1st than there has been in the past where – you know, there will. I think the Packers will be looking closer at to making trades and and even even upgrading that bottom of the as much as they as much as they have upgraded the bottom of the roster. Like we said earlier, I think they're going to continue to try to upgrade the bottom. Like Ron Wolf used to do. Mm-hmm. Ron Wolf was always tinkering with those last three, four spots on the roster. Always looking to bring in somebody a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And he did. And until until he got to the point where. Okay, I leave. these are fifty-three guys I really like. Um, I think we might see a little bit of that going on. Yeah, and speaking about Ron Wolf, it was great to see him uh, at the stadium tonight. Uh, you know, lighting the fire for the late uh, Al Davis, who you know gave Ron Wolf his biggest opportunity. Yeah. Then he goes to Green Bay, takes what he learns, and you know it was really cool to see. It was a nice big Packers reunion. You know, seeing the likes of Gruden and uh, Ron Wolf as usual, and Mark, and you know. McKenzie. Was there, and, you know, as well. McKenzie, yeah, McKenzie. Yeah, not at Raider yet. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, okay. as usual, great stuff here on Pack a Day. And uh, if you miss any of this, you can find this on iTunes, Buzzsprout. Uh, we always play it up on Twitter, so we'll always have links there. Uh, just remember, this is Pack a Day. This is your 24 7, 365 day a year podcast that covers your favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. So for Mark Eckel, who will be making his comeback, do not miss this. He will have his comeback for BobMcGinnFootball.com coming up September in the next 1st, week. First September 1st. The, the site will, will be back September 1st. September 1st, yep. That's the next time that you'll hear us here on Pack-A-Day. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out my latest article coming out on PackersTalk.net. That's next week as well. Going to be part of that. So a lot is happening here at Pack-A-Day. We just keep growing and growing here. So, and that's thanks to our owner once again, Andy Herman of Cheesehead TV. So, for Mark Eckel, I'm Jay Turner. This was your Pack a Day podcast. 
Please have yourself a wonderful weekend. And as always, go Packers. We'll see you next time. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Goes! 30! Turns up field. 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Rodgers looks it over. Starts to his left. Now he moves. Starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield. Being flushed. Rolling left, winds up, rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high. What did it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. Yes! 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 Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.